Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Investing Counterpoint. And uh, this time we're doing a rehash of an episode that we did two months ago. It's not exactly a, a rehash, more of an update, I guess. But, uh, you know, first, Daniel, what do you what do you what do you tell it? Tell us about the. Well, genesis I, I, I will show you some shocking charts, some some shocking charts uh, that uh, that I think will be pretty obvious. We'll jump right in. We'll talk more about the precious metals. Uh, and uh, obviously, there's a lot of controversy. It's almost like religious. Some people are all for the metals, you know, the gold bugs and I guess the silver bugs or whatever. And then some people are against, but it shouldn't be ideological. It should be more common sense and data driven. And uh, I want to give you a couple of updates on the data that, that I see. Well Right, yeah. but, but first let, let's 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 uh, let's tell everyone what we're talking about. So we had an episode a couple months ago where you highlighted the drawdown in the London reserves for gold and silver, but I think particularly silver, if I remember correctly. And so um, we at that point been, it was only silver. It's just silver. Okay, so so we're we're revisiting this um, idea of uh, what's going on in, in the in the precious metals market. Uh, let's look at this London Vault Holdings data. As you know, a lot of the precious metals are traded in London. So London Vault data is really, really important indicator of what goes on. Let's look at silver. Last we spoke, it was something like we were, I think here, this was the last data we had, it was August. And you see a very clear trend, right? In silver, just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. Right. This is the available physical silver. Actually, some information came out that suggests that even from this silver, less is available, much more is spoken for by the ETFs than we thought before. And so uh, if you look at old data, right, it, it's not always like that. I mean, people think, well, maybe it's normal, maybe just silver stocks are always dropping. No, 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 it's only last year. And if you put it in perspective, you look at a few years, I mean, from 2017, isn't this crazy, Young? Yeah, that's, that's wow. And where is the... Where's the corresponding price move? I mean, silver throughout 22 was like up some, maybe 30, 40%, then down 30, you know, some more percent. So it, it is not clear to me what's going on because there is no big news in silver. There's well, I no will say, yeah. no, I will say that since our last episode, so I went back and looked at this, uh, since our episode, which was, I think it was on November 7th was when it published. We recorded a couple of days before that, but I did it from November 7th, the publishing. Um, gold is up 12% and silver is up 13.5% since that episode. So I think that we drove a lot of buying in silver uh, from our episode. I think that I think we probably moved the market there. But um, but but that that's a decent move in in a relatively short period of time. Um, I know equities have, have kind of, you know, Done various uh, you know gyrations in, in that time as well, but but that's a pretty decent move for the silver and gold markets. Um, Possibly, but I will say that for for gold there are news too. I'll get to that because if we look at the last year, right, we'll see that the gold has joined in. Mm -hmm. Like right here it was not obvious, but now it's very obvious that it's joining in on the trend. Right. But let's look at silver. We're continuing to see removal of silver physical silver. I calculated that over the last year or a little bit more, 10,000 ton of silver was removed from the vaults. Where did it go? Wow. You look at Comex, you look at other uh, places where it's stored, it doesn't arrive there. It's just like taken out. That's a massive, massive amount of silver. 
And who is taking this money out? This is not your, you know, 401k investors or IRA investors. This is uh, clearly what's called smart money. They know something, right? And at the same time, for part of this period, the price was dropping. So my contention is that precious metals market are manipulated heavily. I mean, that's a well-known fact. It's established in court. They are manipulated. But at the same time, it just doesn't make sense that you could have such a downtrend as as the price is stable, then it's rising. Um, I mean, it was for part of this, it was dropping. For part of this, it was rising. But the trend is still the same. Doesn't matter what the price does. It's just the silver is being you know taken out. And there was some news that, like I said, the available silver is much less than they let on, meaning that some of the silver that is available is actually more of it is spoken for by the ETFs than they said, right? And their ETFs, um, SLV, PSLV, which, you know, obviously I think we're seeing, what we are seeing is decoupling of the paper precious metals from the actual metal. And we're not there yet. But this is a sign that 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 is we're getting there. What's going on with the um with the miners? Have you have you looked at that data? I mean, are the miners producing what they've produced in the past? Because I mean, silver is obviously yeah. used for um you know some uh, industrial purposes as well. Uh, you know, but I'm, yeah, I'm just wondering. Ten percent of it is used for alternative energy, like solar panels and stuff, and then there's some other uses. But it's not it's not going to be a big use for it because solar panels get more advanced every year, and less and less silver is used. And I looked at the miners, and and there's nothing unusual there. There was there were miners had issues in 2020 because they were <laughs> there was lockdown, they couldn't produce. But 22, there's nothing unusual. And you know, silver is not like it's not like dollars. You can't just like turn on the spigot. There's only a certain amount of silver in the gold in the earth crust. It's about 19 to one from gold at ratio, 19 times more powerful. But the silver. My contention is that silver is essentially a monetary metal today, along with gold. The fact that the gold is monetary is a monetary metal is very easy to see. 2022 dispelled any arguments about that. John Keynes once called it a barbarous relic, but central banks have been the biggest buyers of gold in 2022. China just bought 300 ton and then another 50 or 60 ton. They reviewed, those are only the purchases they revealed. That's only the Chinese central bank. Other central banks or buying gold at a record pace in 2022. So we'll get to gold in a minute, but my contention is that silver is a stealth monetary metal. What I mean by that is it is not realized by many players that it is a monetary metal. It seems it seems to have fallen out of favor. It's very inexpensive, but I believe that is, you know, that this chart is clearly showing something. Now mm. I'm unless the price did go up, if you look from the trough, it's like 30% up. But I'm not so much concerned about that because the price seems to me like the paper price is still disconnected because what we're seeing here, I mean, again, look at this whole chart. It's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, you have yeah, never, yeah. there's never been anything like this on record. I mean, granted the record is only uh, six years, but you haven't seen, this is an incredibly steep drop. Yeah, that is, that is. Uh, so, and, and this is the main fault. Like, yeah. Go back to the two years, please. Yeah. I, 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 oh, there's the, okay, so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, so you see that in 2020, there's a, a, you know, a bit of a dip because of probably the supply issues, at least in silver, it didn't, didn't seem to happen in, uh, in the gold market in the same way, but, but this is, this is certainly a much different, 
much different drop that we're seeing right look, now. The gold is the same way and gold is even probably more, more manipulated, but look at how steeply it's dropping in the last few months. Yeah. It's not kind of the same as, as silver, but it is very, very serious. You can see that this is the same thing. Couple that with news that central banks are buying lots of gold. You have to see that something is going on in the precious metals. And from a risk standpoint, I think, you know, you could say that, okay, these are, they're inflation hedges, but inflation is clearly slowing down. In fact, it is very likely that we're going to have deflation in, at least in financial assets, in real estate. You know, you have some reeds that are frozen, like a BlackRock and a Blackstone reed. Of all, of all firms, they froze the redemptions, at least for some time, of reeds. So there, there, we're seeing in the, in the financials, there's probably some deflation in the dollar looks said to be stronger. I mean, it's very hard not to have a stronger dollar, relatively speaking, when you have such a high interest rate, then Federal Reserve keeps using belligerent language to reinforce that we're going to keep the rates higher for longer. So it's not it's not like it's inflation. I mean, it will be really interesting to see the December. It didn't come out yet. It'll be really interesting to see because in December, I think it became clear that at least the at least some of the inflation, the commodity inflation will be under control, or at least will go down. Now, my contention is that the inflation is going down, not because the Fed is doing a great job, but because they're actually destroying demand gradually. Slowing down, yeah. Yeah, and, and this will be, this is essentially, this is not the best way to slow down inflation, because inflation can slow down for a couple of reasons. Yeah. It could be that you're just, you know, you're just producing goods and there's no, you know, there's no need to cheat this money, you know, there's more goods. And so relatively speaking, the amount of money relative to goods, the production is, is ramping up. And so the inflation will fall from that. But this is a different kind. This is a more de demand, you know, demand destruction. People have to pay more for necessities uh, because a lot of these, you know, some of these things are dropping in terms of the inflation, but some, some are not. But just looking at silver and gold, this, you know, this suggests to me that something is going on in precious metals. I would say that if we look at one month, like December and January, and if those confirm this, that this trend continues, then we are looking at something very, very serious. In fact, if it doesn't reverse, if we don't see silver and gold stocks rise back up, then I think this, this is going to be a definite confirmation that something is going on. And uh, I think that precious metals are much more than just a pure inflation hedge. I think it's eventually eventually this is a time when a paper paper price of precious metals may disconnect from the actual physical and that happened already like throughout 2022 it's harder sometimes to find certain kinds of physical physical metals i don't think it's shortage yet but it's getting there the other thing i wanted to show you is gold to silver ratio people who follow precious metals they know this stuff very well but I wanted to point out some things about this chart that I think are really, really interesting. So if you look at gold and silver, uh, silver has a long history as a monetary metal. I mean, it's probably the primary monetary metal, maybe even before gold. As you know, Jan, uh, the, or you may not know, but this, the money, the actual coinage was born in kind of Ionic Sea in, in, in the Greek, Greek city of, of uh, Lydia. Lydia, about 600 BC. And so it is not actually, I mean, it's it was different from Greeks at the time, but from, from our standpoint, it's like Greek, it's the Ionic kingdom. So there was a Lydian kingdom and they were the first one that produced the coins that we could say today recognizably are, are coinage. 
because silver, you know, silver was used before and so on. They had this blend of a precious metals called electrum. It's a blend of silver and gold, naturally occurring, very beautiful blend of silver and gold. Mm. So they minted electrum coins, and they were the first coins with very, uh, very definite markings. You know, uh, kind of the size and everything standardized, and and all this stuff. So you know, the Lydia, Lydian kingdom wasn't that famous in history. In fact, at some point, it had Croesus, right? Croesus was a famous king of that kingdom. He uh, he thought that, and, and with this silver, he became incredibly rich because the coins, Lydians essentially had the first reserve currency. Not the world, but it spread very far and wide. You know, and Croesus was very arrogant. He started a fight with the Persian empire. Uh, and famously, right, he went to consult an oracle and he asked an oracle, tell me what's going to happen if this war starts. And the oracle said, a great kingdom will fall. That's all the oracle said. Mm-hmm. He thought that it, he was talking about Persians, but in right. fact, he was talking about his own, or or is a very clever answer. So or is this very clever answer? Yeah, yeah. one side's going to lose. <laughs> That's right. Well, he didn't consider himself a great kingdom compared to Persia, because Persian emperor was much bigger. He lost in a big, big way. And um, there's actually lots of stories around that. When the Persian king, I forgot who he was, Darius maybe at the time, they were there. His soldiers were just ransacking and pillaging the Lydia. And uh, he told Croesus to taunt him and said, you know, look at what I'm doing to your city. Look, what my soldiers were doing, doing to your city. And he said, you're a fool. This is not my city anymore. This is your city. They're robbing your city. <laughs> so <laughs> he actually found some humor in yeah. defeat, which I guess uh, is uh, admirable. But silver became a very prominent monetary metal. Uh, in fact, you know, as you know, uh, Alexander, Mar- uh, Alexander of Macedonia, uh, Alexander the Great, his whole conquest was built around silver because his father, Philip, established a new reserve currency based on silver. And he had a lot of silver. He found a lot of mines of silver. And this silver stocks, he was, he was uh, adding and adding to his storage of silver. And so Alexander's conquest would be impossible without his father storing up all the silver and in fact alexander was one of the first ones who said a legal ratio between gold and silver in his empire he was actually 10 to 1 which is Hmm. not normal because in the earth crust it's about 19 to 1 but he had so much of gold and silver that he would he was easily able he was able to control the ratio and then sell and buy as needed going forward right silver played a major major role in in many many geopolitical events so historically i would say silver is even more of money than gold people don't realize that but you could easily say that right there was a saying that gold is the money of kings and the silver is the money of gentlemen Uh, silver was responsible for huge geopolitical dislocations like a chinese empire the manchu empire in 19th century Um, essentially silver problems with silver money was what destroyed that empire i mean basically the 19th century was an incredible setback for chinese overall they were set back centuries, centuries of development because they fell uh, under control of foreign entities, essentially. They lost every war. And part of it was that they had major depressions throughout the year. But you know, it was, and this is historical anecdotes, but uh, but it's true. Uh, Chinese got used to Mexican silver coins. They were called Carolus, Carolus coins for Charles, King of Spain. And, you know, Mexico was essentially a, a, still a colony. And Chinese love these Carolos coins so much that they would accept them over equivalent Chinese 
silver coins, which were called lisi. And they just, they thought that Carolus is money and, and lisi is not, even though it's the same silver. And so what ended up happening is that when Mexico entered a period of, of major upheaval, uh, uh, the, 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 the problems was that the Carolus coin supply started drying out and Chinese started paying premium for it. And of course, astute Europeans, they would buy the Chinese silver coins, remove them from the market, melt them, bring back the Carolus coins, get them from all over the world. And this created an incredible deflation in China because the silver was just flowing out of the country and the Manchu emperors were not very astute. And that really demolished the economy and everything. So silver, you know, was a powerful monetary metal. Only I would say in 20th century did gold completely supplanted with the gold standard in the U.S. And even in the U.S., there was a lot of argument about gold versus silver. I don't, you know, like William Jennings Bryan, his famous cross of gold speech, where he said, don't crucify the working class on the cross of gold. He was demanding the silver to be part of the monetary standard because he viewed gold as very easily manipulated uh, by, by the bankers. But looking at this gold and silver ratio, right? Remember, the normal ratio should be about 20. Right. Uh, what, what I find interesting is that right now it's about 80. So I think that tells us why silver is, I guess it's down a little bit, but but about 80, right? Uh, 86 or something. This, I think, explains to us why silver was being drawn down much faster than gold, because clearly it's a much better deal. Historically, uh, right. You know, and this is, I don't know how reliable this uh, chart is, right. uh, but uh, but clearly... It has periods, right? It has these waves. So a couple of observations here that are interesting. People typically look at troughs, 1919, 1968, you know, but I actually want to look at peaks and let's look at some of these peaks. Uh, let's look at the first peak is about 1914, 1915. That's pretty incredible. That is actually the start of World War I. Uh, the next peak is 1940 which is essentially essentially a start of World War II. These are major events. Right. The next peak after that, uh, I mean, I would say that that's 1991. That's a, that's a complete re remapping of the world. That's a fall of the Soviet Union. It's caused major changes in the world. Mm -hmm. And what is the fourth peak? It's 2020. Now, I would argue that the world changed irreversibly in a big, big way in 2020. We don't need to discuss on YouTube why that is so, but but I believe it's not up for debate that we we went over some major change. Uh, we're on a precipice of a change in 2020. So I think that this chart is pretty amazing. I really do. Um, the other thing about this chart, so this is suggesting to me uh, a couple of things. First of all, it explains why the silver is being drawn down much faster than gold. Secondly, I think it suggests to us that we're entering some very unusual period in history because every time after the peak in this ratio, there was a rebalancing when silver rose much faster and there was some turmoil. Mm -hmm. So I believe so we the, are- the, the, real, the real trade here is, is long silver, short gold. I mean, that's what, that's kind of, cause you don't know the, cause it's, it's a relative value. Um, ratio that you're looking at so what what I this is basically that, saying to is be that fair, I, I have almost exact that trade but but yeah. yeah oh do you i mean that's so but that's that's what this is this is saying that, that silver is going to maintain value better than gold going forward here 
It, um, yes, because uh, it is at the top of the range. I mean, in yeah. fact, it was the, the all-time maximum. It was at almost 100. That's now, clearly, that's a very you know volatile trade because silver is extremely volatile, much more volatile than gold. Yeah. But if you look at this chart, I mean, there's no way in the long run that silver, given that in the Earth's crust at 19 to 1, given that it's still going to be a monetary, there's not enough gold for people. If it becomes, I, I'm not saying that people will pay with gold and silver coins again. I'm not. But I do think that, you know, you know that the average life of a fiat currency is 27 years. That's the average life from about 100% to close to 0%. That's all history currencies. And I know that there are some like British pound has been around for 300 years, but it lost 99.9% .9 of its value. Yeah. So it's hard to say that, you know, that's a healthy existence. Same thing with the dollar. So typically fiat currencies don't live for very long. And if you look at the exchange rate right now, we're we're seeing some crazy stuff. I mean, look, look at the Japanese bond market, for example. There are no buyers. You have a bond market where nobody buys the bonds. It's only the government itself buys and sells it. It's it it is the most incredible thing ever. Same thing with the British uh gilts. There's very few private buyers. I mean, yes, treasury, US treasuries have very deep market, right? They're private buyers, all kinds of buyers. But that's because it's, you know, it's a safe haven, it's got a high interest rate. But a lot of the other uh, currencies and, and sovereign debt are behaving very strangely for a clear reason that, um, you know, the, the amount of debt is insurmountable. So I think that that's, that's a very important observation that in terms of the gold and silver ratio, I was pretty amazed when I saw that. I mean, we have two world wars, we have a major disintegration of, of a whole block uh, and then we have 2020, which changed the world again. Yeah, yeah. No, that is interesting. I think that what we've had uh, kind of coupled with this too is is the rise of the dollar relative to the rest of the you know uh, global currencies. Um, and since this is all price in dollars, I, I don't know. I guess they're both price in dollars. So that's just a that, that should all cancel. Yeah, the out, ratio. That, that's back. the beauty of that ratio. It's first yeah. of all, it's a ratio. It's not price in dollars. Second of all, we can relate it to the ratio in Earth Earth's crust. Right, which is clearly something very tangible, right, and very stable, not subject to Jerome Powell's uh, Joe boning. <laughs> right. So well, that's interesting. I think that's that's a that's a compelling story. Hope you enjoy it. Please write in comments what you think. Subscribe to the channel. We're gonna follow the precious metal story, but we're gonna do some predictions for 2023 in the next video. Stay with us. Subscribe, and we'll deliver some useful content to you. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Thank you. All right. Bye. Um.